Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. I do want to encourage you, if you've not already, to pick up your copy of All I Needed to Know I Learned from Columbo or All I Needed to Know I Learned from Dragnet. In these two ebooks, I examine the careers and history of seven great fictional detectives or policemen and life lessons that can be gathered from their adventures. These books are available as ebooks or also as audiobooks through Audible.com or the iTunes Store. You can find all my books, ebooks, and audiobooks at store.greatdetectives.net. Well, now it's time for today's episode of Pursuit. The original air date, July the 8th, 1950. And this one is Pursuit of the Mask 5. This is WBBM-FM, Chicago. Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum, the refreshing, delicious treat that gives you chewing enjoyment, presents for your listening enjoyment... Pursuit. Pursuit. A criminal strikes and fades quickly back into the shadows of his own dark world. And then the man from Scotland Yard, the famous Inspector Peter Black, and the dangerous, relentless pursuit. When man hunts man. To make every day more enjoyable, treat yourself often to refreshing, delicious Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum. Here's a taste treat you can enjoy indoors, outdoors, at work, or at play. The cool, long-lasting mint flavor refreshes you. The smooth, steady chewing helps keep you fresh and alert. Adds enjoyment to whatever you're doing. Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum. Healthful, refreshing, delicious. Now, with John Dana starred as the famous Inspector Peter Black of Scotland Yard, Wrigley's Spearmint Gum brings you tonight's story, Pursuit of the Masked Five. What's an eleven-letter word for a person who writes obituaries? I don't know, sir. Necra... Necra something. Mm. Oh, well. Would you like to see the paper? Oh, thanks very much. Uh, I say, Inspector. Yes? Could I have the manacle on my right hand? This one's getting awfully tired. Yes, of course. 
Yeah, that, that's better. Oh, it's stiff. Uh, rub it and get the circulation back. Look here. If you simply must keep me in irons, can't I have them on both hands? Must I be shackled to the seat? I'm afraid so, sir. Would you mind moving down now? All right. Perhaps you'd rather sit on this side with your back to the engine? No, thanks. It makes me deathly ill. No? Your hand, please. Um, what time do we arrive in London? Tomorrow morning, 5.20. Frightful hour. How do you expect me to get any sleep with these things on? Just have to do the best you can, sir. We had good reason to have this man shackled to the seat in our compartment. We were confident that he was one of five men who had carried out one of the boldest and most lucrative robberies in the history of London. 500,000 pounds from Barton's Bank, Oxford Street. This had taken place two weeks ago, and the entire resources of Scotland Yard had been unable to uncover the slightest trace of clue or criminal. Until an alert shopkeeper in Carlisle, some 300 miles to the northwest, identified the serial number of one of the missing five-pound notes and held the passer of the bill until the police arrived. He refused to identify himself or state how he came into possession of the money. Moffat and I felt that this evidence was sufficient to warrant the return of our nameless prisoner to London and Scotland Yard. Another station, sir? I thought this was a through train. It is, Moffat. There shouldn't be any halts between Carlisle and Preston. That's queer. We're slowing down, sir. From the sound of that whistle, there may be something on the lines. Pop your head out and have a look. Right, sir. Excuse me. Quite all right. No station, that's certain, sir. There seem to be some lights up there. Probably something on the crossover. Uh, Let's go outside. See? Those lights, sir. Yes. Uh, conductor. Yes, sir? What's up? Sorry, sir. A lorry is stalled on the crossover. Won't be a moment. Uh, better stay aboard, sir. Right you are. Come on, Muffin. I wish you'd close that blinking door. It's cold. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. Just a moment. Uh, what? Don't close the door. He's got a gun, sir. Yes, sir. No. <laughs> Hello, chum. What? No names. Uh, Come on, we've got a car waiting. Oh, I can't. They've got these bloody things on me. You get them off quick. I'm afraid not. What do you look like under your mask? Stay where you are. Give me the key. No fear. If you want it, you'll have to shoot. Shoot him, mother. Shut up, bastard. For the last time, give me the key. Sorry. Give me the gun. I'll make him up. No, there's no time. Come on, shoot them off. The link. Here. There's no time for that either. It's your fault. We told you not to go to Carlisle. But you can't let them take me. I know. Sorry. No! Oh, Roger! Muffet, no. stop him! Oh. Pull the emergency cord, Muffet. I'm going after him. Uh, I was not as fortunate as the man who had dropped from the train before me. I lost my balance and was a few seconds regaining my feet. I ran back down the railway lines. There was a shadow racing about 50 feet in front of me. A shadow that halted a hedgerow and then disappeared. Let's go! Right! Come on, come on, move! 
last. Inspector! Here, Muffet! Are you, you all right, sir? Why, Muffet? Why is it that we can't carry guns and they can? Oh, I don't know, sir. Tradition, I suppose. You all right, sir? No lights on her. I couldn't see the registration. Looked and sounded like a Vauxhall, though. You better do something about your forehead, sir. It's bleeding. Uh, oh, later, later, Muffet. What about the prisoner? Is he dead? Uh, like a doornail, sir. I find that neither amusing nor analogous, Muffet. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. Come along. We'll have a look at that ruddy lorry. It was a ramshackle 1926 Overland, bearing no registration at all. It had obviously been driven onto the lines and abandoned. Headlamps switched on for the express purpose of halting our train. We returned to our carriage for the luggage, removed the manacles from our dead prisoner, and instructed the conductor to seal the compartment until the arrival of yard men in London. Then Moffat and I climbed into the cab of the old lorry and gingerly set out for the nearest village, which was Ambleside, about 18 miles away. I drove one of these things to Devonshire once on a lark. It was new then, but it didn't sound any better than this. <laughs> this road doesn't help, sir. You know, Moffat, this whole thing was very nicely planned carried out. Uh-huh. I'd say so, sir. In spite of the fact that it failed. Or did it fail? I don't follow you, sir. Why didn't he blow the manacles of our prisoner with his gun? He'd have had to have turned away from us and do it, sir. And why didn't he shoot us first? Not much time, sir. The train was moving. Uh, no, I don't think so. At that range, shot, you're finished. Shot, I'm done. Two or three seconds. Oh, now, he would have had time. Perhaps they wanted to kill him. They might have been taking him from the train to kill him, you know. The one called Roger, sir. He said they told him not to go to Carlisle. Yes. There are two points there. One, we know we're looking for a man named Roger. Number two, what we hoped would happen after the robbery may well have happened. There was already dissension among the quintet. Thus, one eliminated. I'd say that was pretty important, sir. Right you are. Now, another thing. We took our prisoner aboard the train half an hour before departure. They must have seen us enter the compartment. Between that time and the halting of the train, they accomplished quite a lot. Yes, sir. Came here from Carlisle, got this lorry. They knew where the train would stop. They knew where the road would parallel the lines. Now they knew a great deal, Muffin. They must have been pretty familiar with these parts, sir. You think the Barton robbery could have been done by Carlisle people and not Londoners? No, not, not necessarily Carlisle. Remember, the Vauxhall drove off in this direction toward Ambleside. They've got a good start, sir. And we're not doing much better than 20. Hello. What's that on the road ahead? Looks like a man, sir. Staggering all over the place. Yeah, he's awfully drunk or badly hurt, I'd say. She's an angel in a bowler hat. Yeah. Oh. Give him a hand, Moffat. Come along, sir. We'll drive you to the village and the doctor. Oh, busted my brains, they did. Who did, sir? It was... Uh... Oh, hi, Molly. I beg your pardon? She's my lorry. You wouldn't be the beggars that bashed my brains in. Only you was wearing masks before. Masks? 
How many were there? Uh, you ought to know. Uh, no, 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 you ain't going to hit me again. Uh, we're policemen mm. from Scotland Yard in London. That don't give you no right to kill a man and steal his molly. Uh, we want to help you, sir. We're the police. Oh, Oh, I'm saved. I'm uh, these saved. men that attacked you, uh, how many were they? Hundreds of them. Uh, hundreds. Yes, yes. Uh, did they have a car? Uh, uh, a huge black thing, it were. Could it have been a Vauxhall? Uh, it might. Ah. Did you notice a registration? Nay, nay. They, they ran me off the road and dragged me out and then killed me on the head. From which direction did they come? Well, side it was. Those are the ones, sir. Have you seen the car again, say, in the past quarter of an hour? Oh, nay, nay. But I, I just woke up. I see. Would you direct us to the chief constable of the district, Mr... Um, uh, Gullion. Uh, Jeremy Gullion, and I'll direct you. Mr. Bashford lives in Ambleside. Very well, now, get in, sir. We'll get you to a doctor. Oh, no, no. Get away from that wheel. Jeremy Gullion allows nobody to drive Molly but himself. There she be, sir. Chief Constable's uh, house. Uh, thank you, Mr. Gullion. We'll want to see you again later. Uh, you can find me. Everyone knows where I live. Sir. Yes, I see it. Hot, sir. She's been on a fast run. She's big, too. Black. And it's a Vauxhall. But what's it doing in front of the chief constable's house? To make every day more enjoyable, treat yourself often to refreshing, delicious Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum. The lively, full-bodied, real mint flavor cools your mouth, moistens your throat, freshens your taste. And the chewing itself gives you a little lift, helps you keep going at your best. So for real chewing enjoyment that's refreshing and long-lasting, always keep Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum handy. Healthful, delicious Wrigley's Spearmint Gum will make every day more enjoyable. Now, the second act of Pursuit. Of the Masked Five. Our pursuit had led us to Ambleside, in the heart of the Lake District in mountainous Westmoreland. It had also led us into an extremely delicate situation. We were almost certain that the Vauxhall car used by the escaping criminals was the one now standing in front of the chief constable's house. It was my uncomfortable duty to question him as a possible suspect, a task which could be most difficult as the authority of the district lay in Mr. Bashford's hands and not in mine. Yes? Chief Constable Bashford? Yes? I'm Chief Inspector Black of Scotland Yard. This is Sergeant Muffin. Oh, uh, won't you come in? Yeah, thanks so much. Uh, Scotland Yard. Hmm. Well? Sergeant Muffet and I were taking a prisoner to London from Carlisle. Oh, really? Uh, do sit down. Mm -hmm. 
Our train was stopped and our prisoner killed by a man who then drove off with two or three others. Killed your prisoner? Really? We believe that they are the men who robbed Barton's bank two weeks ago. No. Mr. Bashford, I'm afraid I must ask you a rather impertinent question. Impertinent? The box hall outside. Is it yours? Well, yes, of course it is. Have you driven it tonight? No. I'm sorry, sir, but it has been driven. What? What do you mean? Within the past half hour, sir. Rot, sir. It's absolute blasted. Blither, sir. Radiator and bonnet are still hot, sir. Gad, sir, you calling me a liar? No, 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 sir. I don't doubt your word, but somebody has driven it. Oh, we'll see about this. Peppery old goat, isn't he, sir? Unless he wants us to think he is. Quiet, quiet, Muffin. Who the devil has been driving my car? That's what we want to find out, sir. By Gad, somebody's going to pay for this. Well, it was here when I came home. When was that? Oh, five, uh, uh, ten minutes ago. I was playing dominoes with old uh, Petal Free. Uh, Mr. Petal Free can corroborate that? Dash it all, sir. You questioning the veracity of my statement? I've been with him since eight o'clock. Do you leave the keys in your car when it's outside, sir? Well, of course I do. Nobody steals cars in Ambleside. I see. I, Joe, this is serious. This is juicy serious. It is, sir. And I'm sure that with your assistance we can get to the bottom of it. There's no doubt that your car was used by the men we're after. Uh, tell me, sir, have there been any strangers in the town recently? Well, of course, there are always strangers here. Tourists, don't you know? They come to throw refuse in Windermere Lake. Uh, what do these men look like? We don't know, sir. They've been seen only masked. I would say that they are comparatively young, although one seemed older than the rest. Mr. Bashford assured me of his full support and immediately retired to bed, graciously allowing me the use of his telephone. Moffat obtained a map, and we drew a rough circle around our present location, then notified the police of Carlisle, Penrith, Windermere, Barrow, and Whitehaven. The cordon began to form. With luck, our quarry would find no road open to them. But there were the Cumbrian Mountains, the fells and waters of the Lake District, and these we should have to cover inch by inch. The next morning, Moffat and I contacted by phone every village and hamlet within a 20-mile radius and explained to each local constable the problem at hand. We warned them that the men we sought were dangerous. Then there was nothing to do but wait. At 11 o'clock, our patience was rewarded. Chief Inspector Black. Yes? Oh. Where did you say? Uh, pencil muffin. Here you are, sir. Thanks. Yes? Green up edge, huh? Yeah. Right. About six miles, huh? Good. Thank you, Constable. We'll be right over. Yes? Goodbye. Got something, sir? I think so. Constable at Greenup Edge says four men rented a cottage near there about two weeks ago. He thinks they might fit the general physical description we have. Oh, it's worth a try, sir. Yeah, but we'll need pistols. Chief Constable might be able to supply us, sir. Uh, he might, if he is still in his office. Yeah, I get the feeling that Mr. Bashford is more of a gentleman of leisure than Chief Constable. Two Bobby makes you sign for the pistols, sir. You're on, Muffet. I'll stare him down. Come in. 
Oh, Inspector. Any luck? Any luck? Hmm? Possibly, sir. We've received word from Greener Page. Four suspects staying there. Well, well, we must write them down, eh, sir? Nothing like this has happened in Ambleside, and by Jeffrey, sir, we write them down. Sergeant Muffet and I are unarmed. Uh, do you have any firearms? Well, of course, always for an emergency. Webley, sir. A fine weapon. Reminds me of the old days in Afghanistan. Uh, tribesmen, wild devils. Cut your heart out for one of these. Yes, I'm sure of it, sir. Thanks very much. Not at all. I wish I could go with you. My gout, you know. Oh, yes, yes. I understand, sir. Well, keep in touch with me. All the best. And, uh, by the way, before you go, would you sign for these pistols, please? Yes, of course. Oh, uh, sir, before I forget, you needn't worry about your statement last night. My... I beg your pardon? You said that you had been playing dominoes with Mr. Petalfree and that you had not been driving your car... But of course I did. And Mr. Petalfree and two other neighbors attested to that fact this morning, sir. Therefore, you will be pleased to know that you are no longer a suspect. But dash it all, sir. When was I? When was I? Precautions, sir. Precautions. You, as an old soldier, will appreciate that. Good morning. Uh, Inspector, the, the, the pistols. You didn't sign There's for No us. time now, sir. They'll be returned in good order. Two shillings, please, Muffet. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> You tell me there are only four men here, Constable. That's all I've seen about, sir. But there were five a week or more ago. One we picked up in Carlisle, sir? It might be. There's the cottage, Inspector. Hmm? Oh. You know, I thought it was odd. Those four walking trip in the mountains, they said. But they never walked. They just stayed in the cottage. You'd better stay here, Constable. The men are armed. Uh, if you say so, sir. Wait a moment. See something, sir? It may have been the curtain at the open window. If these are our people, they chose a good place. Pretty isolated. Wild country, sir. Yeah. The fifth man should have stayed here. He might be alive. Careful now. Come on. Well... That's the end of the trees. Stay here and cover me, will you? Right, sir. That's another one, Muffet. Nasty, sir. Yes. You recognize him? Grim without the mask, sir. I'd say it was the chap on the train, Roger. Mm-hmm. Shot him in the head while he was asleep. I, I don't think asleep. 
Look here. Tray by the bed with untouched food. Mm. Medicine. Huh. The man was ill. But why kill him, sir? Uh, he might have... Wait a moment. This is Atterbrin. Ah. Here's your answer, Muffet. Malaria. Malaria, sir? Right. He was probably delirious. That's why they killed him. He couldn't go with them, obviously. They didn't want to leave him behind to talk. You think they went afoot, sir? Yeah, looks mm. like it. Here, you see this and this? Uh, hairbrushes, clothes, oh no, Moffat. They took nothing extraneous. Only half a million pounds, eh, sir? Yes. Now the next thing to find out is which way they went. <laughs> I left the constable on guard at the cottage, and Moffat and I returned to Greenup Edge. From there, the manhunt began. We felt reasonably sure that they had gone on foot, and when we went back to the cottage again, our hunters confirmed this. A pack of hounds from Helvellyn had been brought to the scene and immediately took up the scent, leading us into the strange and almost fictitious grandeur of the lakes and mountains of Cumberland. me take a walk again I'll, I'll kill him it's slippery here Moffat careful yes uh, dogs sound excited Moffat oh, wouldn't like to have them after me sir oh, there there's the constable on that crag what is it constable he must be close then they're trying to travel faster. Which way? We went on, stumbling and fighting our way up the grim crags and slopes of Gavel Fell. For the fugitives weighted down by their plunder must have been sheer torture. Forty-five minutes later, against the dead, grey face of rock near the barren peak, we saw three men struggling slowly upward, helpless and invulnerable. There was no crevice nor shrub to shield them from their pursuers. And except for what they may have had in their pockets, they carried nothing in their hands but their lives. You men! get to the top, sir. We're going to have trouble. The dogs can't get across that face. We'll have to bring them down again and take them round to the other side to pick up the trail. We'll lose the daylight. Very well. Moffat, hand me the rifle. Yes, sir. Thanks. There's a cartridge already in the chamber, sir. Right. 
I saw three puffs of dust explode above the head of each man. And then I saw them stop, hesitate, and begin the slow descent to where we waited at the foot of Gavel Fell. Pursuit. And the pursuit is ended. Remember, friends, to make every day more enjoyable, treat yourself often to refreshing, delicious Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum. There's lots of cooling, real mint flavor in every stick. And chewing Wrigley's Spearmint helps keep you feeling fresh and alert. You feel better, work better, get more fun out of doing things. So indoors, outdoors, wherever you go, keep some healthful, refreshing Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum handy. To make every day more enjoyable, treat yourself often to delicious Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum. Pursuit, brought to you by Wrigley's Spearmint Gum, is produced and directed by Elliot Lewis and written by Gil Dowd and Anthony Ellis. Music was composed and conducted by Marlon Skiles. John Daner stars as Inspector Peter Black with Raymond Lawrence as Sergeant Moffat. Also featured in the cast were Ben Wright, Harley Bear, Dan O'Herlihy, Ramsey Hill, and Tudor Owen. Pursuit. The makers of Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum hope you've enjoyed tonight's story of pursuit and that you're enjoying Wrigley's Spearmint Gum every day. We invite you to join us next week at this same time when Pursuit will bring you another dramatic story of the famous Inspector Peter Black of Scotland Yard, relentlessly hunting down those whose disordered passions breed violence and murder. Another story of man hunting man when we bring you Pursuit. Bob Stevenson speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. This is Andrea J. Graham, author of the Web Surfer series. Oh, and a man's wife. You're listening to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. Welcome back. My favorite type of pursuit episode is that which involves an actual. Chase, and here there's even some uh, extreme measures thrown in. It's a really uh, enjoyable setup, and I thought pretty exciting, too. All right, well, listener comments and feedback now, and we have a new iTunes review, SB Triple One writes, These are wonderful old radio mysteries. Love them all. Thanks to Adam for his dedication to these great podcasts and for his commentary. They are all my favorites. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate the uh, comments and the rating. Uh, We're now over 300 ratings on iTunes. One thing I did forget to mention before we go, of course, we heard the voice of Ben Wright in this, and Ben Wright would have take over as Peter Black in uh, 1951. That was a nice little Easter egg there. 
All right, well, that will do it for today. Join us back here tomorrow for Richard Diamond. Next Tuesday, another episode of Pursuit. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.